What's cracking, everybody, and welcome to episode 98 of the Good Kraken Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Arnell Pearson, alongside my vermilion little fucking snack, you fucking beautiful pieces of the crimson shin himself, Garrick B. Eaton. How you doing, baby boo? Uh... Never donating plasma again. Yeah, like, I'm fucking. I'm done with that, dude. I was like, it's not happening. I just people. I want people to stop fucking with my veins. So I'm over it. That's you know like, what? That's I don't know how people do drugs, dog. <laughs> that's totally fair, dude. What what happened this time? What happened this time that's different than the others? Uh, dude, I got stuck with a trainee uh, this time, and uh, it was literally, dude. I am a coward. I am 100 percent morbid. morbid. <laughs> literally morbid. Just in the chat, just like calling me out immediately. Just trolling, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they walk up. So like I'm sitting there, right, and uh, someone starts to come over to my like to my, my little booth, okay. and he's like, I don't know. He's like, we're gonna switch it out for her because she's training, and I'm just like. Mm. I Great. like this already. Great. This is already awesome. wonderful. That's and then, of lovely. course, like the dude chimes up. He's like, probably shouldn't have said that right next to the guy. And I'm like, you think? <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And so she's just like, OK, so how are you doing? She's like, well, oh, I need X amount of sticks until I'm done with my sticking training. And I was just like, that is the worst terminology ever to like. And like to be discussing to discussing in front of somebody about like yeah. the fact that you're going to fucking sticking, poke them with I'm a needle. You, yeah. <laughs> like I'm just a stuffed pig or something, uh-huh. dude. It's, uh-huh. And so she finally she gets all set up and she gets the needle in my arm and immediately it like shit does not feel OK. Yeah. And so she's like, it needs to be adjusted. It needs to be like moved a little bit. I don't know. She she gave a direction, but I'm like looking away. Right. I'm like, if I look, I'm going to throw up. If I look, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> she goes do you she's like do you want me to adjust it or you she's like it depends on who's watching me like who's supervising me do it and he's like you can do it and that's when i like snap my head around and look at the trainer dude i'm like dog i was like you i cannot believe you just chucked me out of the bus like that <laughs> Yeah, like I understand that she's got to learn, but clearly you can read from my body signals that I am freaking out right now. <laughs> pretty, pretty doing not fucking okay whatsoever. Yeah. And so she like starts fucking with the, with the needle in my arm and is immediately just like, nope, literally like brings her hands up like, nope. And he's just like, all right. And he like does it and like fucking I like feel the needle shift and like just an immediate re- release in pressure. And I was just like, oh, my God, the needle shifted like 45 degrees inside my arm. Dude. And she's like, are you good? And I'm like, I'm fucking good now, dog. And I'm I'm not donating plasma fucking anymore. I'm over. <laughs> so uh, mm. our boy Jag and Chad, he says, dog, a few years back, I was donating plasma. They came up to me and they're like, you've been over harvested. <laughs> so do you so do you uh, do you want to do you want a nightmare story to make your anxiety a little bit worse about it so if you you want to know i have i have nightmare stories myself two other ones from my own plasma shit but do go on i i so so more morbid's actually kind of like in that direction do you one of the few times i've given plasma they didn't put the put the return needle in properly so i built up a hematoma under my skin yeah so that's essentially what happened to me so the the guy he he pushed the needle through the vein rather than into the vein and so what happened to me what happened and he he, the way he explained it is a half half of it was in your vein but the the other half 
it was outside and going into your muscle. So on the return, it's called infiltration. Yeah. The, the, the red (laughs) blood cells were going back into my muscles in my arm. And I didn't think anything of it at first because I have a really high pain tolerance. So like, I'm just watching despicable me on the TV and I'm just letting letting it do its fucking thing. And I'm like, this feels a little bit weirder than usual, but like, whatever, right? It's probably just a weird day. You know what I'm saying? Not a huge fucking deal. Next thing you know, I look down to look at it and I have this giant bulb in my, in the, the ditch of my arm. And the, the guy, nobody noticed the guy <laughs> looks like who um, my dude who stuck me, who looks like Jesus, mind you, straight up looks like six foot three. Jesus, he walks by as I'm looking at it and he goes, oh, that doesn't look right. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I never donated plasma again. My guy ever fucking again, because it's so dude. just not fucking OK to dude. have that happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and morbid no 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 bro my my arm was a bruise for a month after dude yeah like three and a half weeks it took my arm to fucking heal from that it was yeah. went all the way down like around my oh dude it was fucking horrifying fucking horrifying Ugh, dude any reason to rough. not donate plasma i absolutely will take that route but i hope that you mm-hmm. guys take the route with us to stick around <laughs> while we don't talk about but <laughs> the way people do drugs because <laughs> today we're talking instead about Forspoken's delay the god of war tv series gaming and accessibility and much much more because this is the good kraken podcast your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news reviews and discussions that you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. If you're riding this wave, you can head on over to patreon.com slash show where you can submit questions and topics of the show, get exclusive post-show content, and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcast and video services across the digital sea. But if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record this show live right here at twitch.tv slash show. If you're watching live, you have a very important job. You can head on over to Fact Check in the official Good Kraken Discord channel. Hit them with that link, Garrett. Hit them with that fucking link, baby. Where you can keep us humble and correct when we screw up information during the show. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. And we would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for all of you listening or watching at home. But you can also support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking the link. Sorry. By clicking that beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. Sometimes I get the shipwreck show one mixed up. Yeah, I'm just strong. I'm just rolling <laughs> yeah. with it. I'm killing it. I'm just fucking killing it. Rolling and then I with fuck the punches, up. And, and I just, like, oh, I, wait, I just that ain't it. Trip, show. fall tumbling downhill. You know what I'm saying? Derek! What? God, we don't have shout. Some captains orders my guy this upcoming saturday we finally have our special special guest nikki nanami coming on to join us as our first official guest on the good kraken podcast since 2001 had ended uh we used to do guests every saturday we trimmed it down to 2001 2000 yeah 2001 huh so 2000 since 2000 since 19 since 1776 that was the last time that we met. <laughs> since 2021 Four thank you and seven years ago <laughs> the good uh, cracking show had a guest since 2021 it was our it's our first guest since uh since last year we used to do it every week uh we would have a guest on every saturday we trimmed it down and then eventually we said we're going to do it once a month 
Uh, so that way we can actually build our audience on our own and instead of sort of having this trade-off where we have a guest on, they give us some of their our, our, their audience and then we kind of trade off with a little bit of ours. We want to be able to offer something in return to our guests when they come on to our show. Uh, so it's only fair for us to do that. In any case, Nikki Nanami is an absolute sweetheart of a human being. Uh, she's going to be on here having a damn good time with us on Saturday. Come in, hang out with us. That's 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be so much fun. Garrick, tell the people at home what we got next, my dude. Up next, we have our big little waves. Let's fucking go. Spoink. Spoink. (laughs) What is the appropriate? (laughs) Those are are all bad. (laughs) Not a single one was even close. No. Nope. Oh, I need yeah. Devin. I need Devin and his mouth sounds. Uh huh. Uh huh. This is what happens when Devin's not here to judge us internally. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he gives us that look. He gives that look, and I, like, and I just laugh it off. I just laugh it away, right? But I know that the rest of us are like, "Oh man, he doesn't want us to have fun." You know? What I'm saying? He's so disappointed. I know. Which, by the way, for everybody uh, at home, uh, Devin obviously not here. He was out mowing his backyard. Uh, earlier this morning and uh, when he hit it he hit a rock with the lawnmower the rock flipped over and what do you know alien squirrels jumped out attacked him right there in the backyard it was insane he fought them in the ground they're in the fucking ground now they're not even just in the trees it's it's nuts how much that they they are uh, (laughs) yeah let's go squirrels oh dude it's 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 nutty one could say (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we have a broken emote by the way um Oh, what? What? No way. Hold on. Hold on. I got to test this out. Nope. Just morbid. <laughs> Damn. Get good. Uh, you want to know what else is good, though? Keanu Reeves revealed as Batman and new DC League of Super Pets trailer. DC League of Super Pets is set to be released in theaters internationally on May 18th, 2022, and in North America on May 20th, 2022. And Reeves will be joined by Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Crypto the Superdog, Kevin Hart's Ace the Bathound, and many more. Dude, I loved that little trailer. Like, like specifically the, like, the, the last little bit at the end where he's just like, if that is not a licensed toy, I will freak Dude, out. It was, it was so good. So good. I'm I'm actually really excited. Esco, what's happening, baby? What's happening, baby? Um, dude, the the trailer for that, the trailers for this movie, generally speaking, are surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Like I'm actually like very excited to watch this stupid like little animated pet movie because it like it kind of hits to me like like um uh, uh like like Zootopia but with superhero pets, right? And like I'm. All yeah, about that. Kind of, yeah, all about or like, that. um, yeah, like pets, like the other Kevin, where Kevin Hart plays the bunny. Oh, right, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. I, 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 I shoot that shit in my veins. No pun intended. Uh, it's just <laughs> no, <laughs> makes you, makes you put it incorrectly. It's incorrectly into the vein. Uh, dude, I, I think Keanu Reeves is a good pick for this. I feel like he's, he's got, got like the, the very voice. Yeah, he's got the like the dark brooding, like I kind of don't really like anything voice. So that's kind of like the take that they're putting into it. Um, and like, listen, that's that's what we need from Batman, right? Is is Keanu Reeves playing his John Wick's voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just doing just honey Batman. Dude, I, it's going to be like a 
I feel like it's going to be like a in the same vein as like Will Arnett's Batman, which I'm really looking forward to. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, need more of that. Uh, give me that. Give me that. Esco, I'm currently dying. Did arms today. Got Chipotle and demolished that burrito. Dude. Esco, that sounds like the fucking best day ever. Okay, like that sounds like the best day ever. Here's it. I I I never really did like Arms Day, like like for for going to the gym. Arms was like not the day for me. But there's something about like feeling like you can't like lift your arm like <laughs> higher than that, and 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 trying to eat the most delicious meal ever when you can't move your arm. Like there's something about it that just hits right. You know what I'm saying? There's something about it, dude. There's something about it. Uh, Esco, who do I got to send my dog's feet pics to? Okay, Garrett, go ahead and keep a push. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Batman wins the night with domestic weekend box office ticket sales of. $128.5 million. As reported by Variety, the Batman has the best opening weekend of 2022 and is only the second pandemic-era film to earn over $100 million at the domestic box office in its debut. Spider-Man No Way Home was the other film to do so, and it earned $260 million. And ain't nobody going to fucking top that shit for a hot minute. But... Good for the Batman on 100. Good like, for the like, Batman, dude. Like, good for yeah. the Batman. Like, yeah. they're gonna. I bet you. I bet you it doubles this weekend. Oh, oh, dude! I'm absolutely fucking okay. sure that I do. With how much hype that I got over the course of this past weekend, uh, like, absolutely, it's 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 gonna art arguably maybe more than double a little bit. Um, I mean, let's be real. We have two. I'm gonna go just, see it again. <laughs> oh, dude! I want to so bad. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. I mean, like, I I I saw Spider Man No Way Home three times. I at least have to see this twice, right? Like, at, at least. Oh, 100%. At least, like, 100%. This movie's so good. Spider-Man No Way Home was so good. But, like, the fact that we're getting movies that are, like, oh, mwah. Arriva Derchi is one Sean Connery would Arriva say. Arriva <laughs> um, is is just, uh, is just fucking phenomenal, dude. The Batman's so good, man. The Batman's so mm -hmm. good, dude. And how. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I forgot my boyfriend was next to me while watching Batman. My sister and I kept looking at each other and giggling. Oh God, because of Battinson. Because of Batten Esco. You're you dog. You dog. You know what I'm saying? Morbid. I look. was by myself and I was looking at the people next to me giggling about Battinson. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like looking at them guys, like creeping everybody out in the theater. Oh, more more just replying to Esco's uh do dog feet pics. Anyways, go ahead. Keep keep doing the thing. Oh keep doing God. the thing. <laughs> Why did you even circle back to that? Uh for spoken delayed by almost five months Damn. we have made the decision to move the release date of forespoken to october 11th 2022 our vision with this exciting new p is to deliver a game world and hero that gamers uh that gamers access the globe will want across oh my god across the globe will want to experience for years to come so getting it right is extremely important to us to that end, during the next few months, we will focus all of our efforts on polishing the game and can't wait for you to experience Frey's journey this fall. Thank you for your understanding and continued support. We look forward to sharing more about Forspoken with you soon. I swear to God, if I see a single death threat over this delay, I will fight all of fucking Twitter. Dude, 100%. Uh, 
take your fucking time, guys. Forspoken is a very, very ambitious game. Like, even just yeah. seeing the trailers, like, take dude, this, this game, like, take your time, dude. I want this experience to look stunning, right? Because, like, I'm going to be getting this day one on my PS5. I want it to look as absolutely fucking gorgeous as it can possibly look. And that means taking some extra time to do so. Whatever. Do it, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'll, yeah. I'm, my money will be waiting for you. I'll, I'll be right here uh, for you guys. A hundred percent. Take the, all the time you need. I would rather have a good finished game that took a little bit longer to come out than Cyberpunk 2077 mm. Part Two. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. We don't need. We don't need no more of that. Take. Mm-hmm. I th- take all the time you need. Mm-hmm. Even if it's another year, you can do that. Especially because yeah. I'm pretty sure Forspoken is one of Devin's game in our fantasy critic, and that's fine. They delay <laughs> that. They delay that. It's fine. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, Evan doesn't need those points. Uh-huh. He doesn't need those uh-huh. points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new Walking Dead spinoff set in New York City officially announced. I didn't realize there was a spinoff happening. Just announced yesterday. Titled Isle of the Dead. Okay, I like the name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isle of the Dead. The new series will uh, envision a Manhattan long ago caught off, cut off from the mainland that is filled with the living and dead alike. The first season will consist of six episodes to be released on AMC and AMC+. Plus. Uh, series stars Lauren Cohen and Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, will reprise their roles as Maggie and Negan, while series writer and co-executive producer... Eli Jornet mm. will serve as the showrunner. As part of as part of the announcement, AMC released a teaser poster featuring an ominous door saying, "Don't open, dead inside." One of the most famous uh, typos ever. With New York's familiar skyline in the background. Now, yeah. How do you feel about this? I I am. You know what? I'd like to I'd like to pretend I'm not a little bit excited, but I'm pretty fucking excited, dude. I listen. I'm one of the only people left on this fucking planet that keeps up with the show. And like with the way that things have been going in the in, in part two of three so far of the final season of The Walking Dead. Uh, this is really cool. This is really, really cool to kind of see where things are going Um, They're They're doing some weird stuff kind of going to the finale and like the, the final, the final part of this last season. Um, but I can kind of feel out like what they're planning on doing. There's, there's some, there's some interesting stuff. The thing is, is that they're now at a point where they're not following the comic books anymore because they've surpassed the timeline of the comic books. Um, Makes so sense. They, I mean, it had to happen at some point, right? Event. I mean, it was either that or end the show. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, my opinion, my opinion, um, they should have just ended the show. <laughs> like, like they should have. Like, personally, I don't necessarily need more Walking Dead. I'm excited because it is more Walking Dead, but I don't necessarily need it. So, like, that's I kind of the part that makes it more exciting for me. I will check this out only because I really like Lauren Cohen and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. God, like, he's so good as Negan, dude. He's so good. So, as Negan. like, and I, I particularly love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like, just as yeah. like yeah. in this show. Period. Like. He was actually a, the, one of the reasons I kept watching because I was already starting to fall off. But when they brought him in, it changed my mind for a little while. Um, I'll watch it. Dude, I remember – I still remember on Halloween night sitting down to watch the dude, first episode. Same. Me and me. Dude. Like I was ready for this show. Oh, my God. Me me and my genetic sibling, Shanna, we, we both – we planned it for, I don't know, probably 
a month and a half, we were like, we're going to watch this. This is going to be our Halloween night. We're going to do this. And it blew us out of the water. Absolutely. That first episode with Rick is one of the best pilot episodes of a so show good ever. so damn good um and uh, and honestly like i still really like like the show i know that it's not what it used to be prior to the 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 negan doing what negan did days um for anyone that you know wants to watch the show i guess i don't want to ruin that for you but uh, it's, okay it's gonna ruin it <laughs> ruin it for you inherently just by happening so i don't <laughs> um but if you have stuck it out with me please nerd out with me about the show because like they've been doing some really fun stuff uh but I, I i like meeting other walking dead fans enough as it is for me um i would say that like if you're gonna come into the show garrick you might want you might want to catch up a wee bit. You might want to catch up uh, a wee bit. I actually I'm gonna have to watch to watch. Uh huh. Uh huh. You might you <sighs> might you might want to. I mean, listen, it's not bad. It's not as bad as people are saying it is. Okay, it has a couple of a couple seasons that get real fucking slow, but after those couple of seasons, it picks right back up and things are wild again. So yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've watched since Rick's departure. That's fair. That's fair. I'm waiting on this fucking Rick one. movie, man. This Rick movie needs to land. I've, dude, I've heard things about it, but nothing solid. It's, I, I mean, it's cool because I can see based just on like what what's happened the past two seasons. I can see what they're trying to go for. And like if they give us Rick in the very last like few episodes of this of this season, I'm going to shit my fucking pants, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, like they do that. I'm in for Isle of Dead 110 percent all the way. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Uh, Esco says, Arnell and Garrick, check out pets in our discord. Um, I already fucking did. And I regretted it. Immediately. It's the feet pics. <laughs> <laughs> I hate thanks. I hate it. Uh, (laughs) that's that's Uh, just that's just lovely. Garrett, keep it going. (laughs) Just do the thing. Dead Space Developer Stream will reveal more info later this week. The YouTube live stream is set for 10 a.m. PT, 1 p.m. ET, 6 p.m. GMT this Friday, March 11th. EA says this video is the latest in their series of early looks at the development and what goes into the remake of a game. Dude, I like shit like this, so I like I'll probably follow it. I love I love watching like. Uh, I did it with Dying Light, like all like every time they would release like the like the quarterly updates that they do for video games yeah. in development. I've like I love getting those and like reading all the new things that they're doing in development and like new features that they're planning on adding. I nerd out for that crap. And Dude. I've never played Dead Space and I'm interested in the remake, so I'm I'm uh I'm usually really weird about an announcement about an announcement. You know what I mean? Like I'm usually like I'm usually worried about like countdowns. Like yeah, that's countdown fair. to our first announcement of it's a countdown to our <laughs> countdown of our stream. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the countdown to the release. Yeah, exactly. Like I get a little bit weird about that, but for something like this, I think it's fitting, um, especially because it's something that's super like, like people are anticipating this, right? Like they want this shit real bad. And I think that this is a good way to kind of fill us in appropriately on what this is potentially going to look like. Because so far, we've only gotten key art. We've only gotten a couple pieces of key art to kind of give us an idea of, like, what it could look like, visually speaking, and just a few stills that they they gave us. Um, But I want to know, like, 
what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to yeah. know the difference between the original and this one. And so far, we've gotten a little bits of information. Like, <clears throat> like this one's going to have some of the uh, of the 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 necromorphs or what they call some of the necromorphs are going to be in different places. Uh, they're going to do different things. So it's not going to be the exact same experience as what we got. I've in heard the they're doing game. slightly expanded story on this one in this too. Like and, they're a little uh, bit. Yes, and if they do, oh boy. Oh boy, my wallet's in my bag right behind me, dog. I'll just give it to you, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is gonna be good. Now, with that said, we gotta get you finished up on the Dead Space stream, my guy, because you gotta get caught up on how yeah. brilliant of a horror story that is. Um, and it's it's gonna it's gonna rock your world, dude. I'm excited for you to get into it. Did you did you? I know because we were gonna do the uh, the two player thing uh, with you and Devin before we found out that unfortunately they closed off the servers or something like that. Um, did you get a chance to kind of like look into Dead Space? ones like uh like story did you watch like, a video or anything on i it? haven't but dude i have an xbox now there you go so i might actually go. just i might just play them uh-huh uh-huh i, really want, right I didn't really want to play it on pc because like i remember i i remember the first time i saw somebody play a little bit of the first dead space mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was on xbox 360 i believe right right uh and so like i want to play it you know on the place that i first experienced it sort of thing Sure. And when you do, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to hear from you about it. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Hell yeah. Yes. But hell no to some stream decks, some Steam Deck pre-orders being delayed over the Steam Deck, over on the Steam Deck subreddit. Some users are reporting that their order availability has been pushed from quarter three. 2022 to after quarter three 2022 other reports say that these pre their previously nebulous after quarter 2022 is now a firmer quarter three 2022 while some say that they went from after quarter two to after quarter three it seems that some customers are getting pushed back as others other users further ahead of them are locked into a release window yeah. Um, so be wary because even Morbid in chat, he says, I am fine with Steam Deck being delayed. I don't have the funds to fully pay it off yet. Be wary. This is only some of the pre-orders. It's not all of them. So if you haven't pre-ordered, you should go check the status of it and see what it says. Um, because some people have are they're getting theirs like within the next month, dog. Like it's 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 wild. Like yeah. this is like it's 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 yeah, insane. They're in the wild right now. They're in the wild mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's uh, it's it's cool because like like obviously they're probably wanting to drip feed this a little bit, right? Like they're like they they know that they might come come in slim on stock and they don't want to disappoint, so they're trying to like quell this fire before it gets too big. Unlike what the PS5 did, uh, <laughs> so like now I can yeah. I can you can see them making moves to try to avoid what happened with the PS5 because there is a demand for this Steam Deck. Especially since 100%. So there's some people who have gotten it in their hands already, like prior to just this past month. And there's people that did get their hands on it that were saying, like, dude, this is as good as it sounds. And at, that's like, for me, a dude that like doesn't even do PC gaming, this like speaks to me in a situation where it's like, I might get this just strictly for the convenience of having my gaming be more mobile. You know what I mean? Because it's like, 
if I have the option to download a game entirely to a handheld device and not have to worry about this whole like xCloud stuff or like Xbox Ultimate, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and just have it there and not have to worry about internet, not have to worry about internet signal dropping. I can take my Steam Deck with me onto a plane. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's that, that convenience factor of taking out that middleman is what speaks to me on the Steam Deck so much. Do you plan on getting one yourself? I will wait. I'm I'm not going to get the first round of these only because sure. I saw some of the issues that went into the first round release of the Nintendo Switch and just oddball like hardware issues they ended up having and since this this is like a very similar in design, I want to wait to see if they have any of the same problems. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, like, surprisingly enough, there hasn't really been any words of any real issues so far. Like, me too, which makes me like which makes me kind of hopeful. But I'm like also scared that like just that not enough people have had it yet yeah, for us to yeah. really know. Sure. But so sure. I, I'm, I'm interested in it. I definitely I definitely want to. I hope I hope somebody I know go, gets one so I can like fuck with it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Esco, going to Micro Center next week. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you, Esco. Or what? Those still exist. (laughs) Uh, Morbid also says, I'm getting getting the Steam Deck so I can play Elden Ring Mobile uh, and also emulators for legally owned games, of course. Sure. Sure. Um, Elden Ring Mobile sounds hot. (laughs) That sounds so good to me. So damn good to me. Sign me up for that, dude. And and hopefully we'll be getting that sometime soon. But until then, Garrick, what do we have for the people next, my guy? Coming up next, we have our primary news segment, The Helm. (laughs) (laughs) Did did we change that recently? Or or have I literally... I bet you my deaf ass has just never heard it before until just... (laughs) (laughs) The squawks? The squawks? No, the bell. The oh, bell. no, the bell's been there, my dude. <laughs> the bell. I've heard the bell for them. The bell has definitely been there, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently Amazon has been here fiddling around right underneath our noses. You know what I'm saying? Just doing things right before our eyes. We didn't even see it at all because God of War TV series adaptation is being eyed by Prime Video. This comes from Nelly Andriva over at Deadline. PlayStation's flagship action-adventure franchise, God of War, is heading to television. Prime Video is in negotiations for a live-action TV series based on the hugely popular ancient mythology-themed game, sources said. I hear the series adaptation comes from the Expanse creators, executive producers Mark Fergus and Hawk Otsby, and the Wheel of Time executive producer showrunner Rafe Judkins, as well as Sony Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions, which collaborate on all TV series based on PlayStation games. Reps for Sony and Amazon Studios, which likely will co-produce, had no comment. This would mark the latest big deal for a TV series based on a popular video game title in a red-hot streaming marketplace for gaming IP. Peacock just landed another SPT PlayStation property, Twisted Metal, with the series order and Anthony Mackie starring. HBO has coming up with a high-profile PlayStation game-based series, The Last of Us, starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Netflix has a Resident Evil TV series in the works, while Paramount Plus is about to debut Halo. 
the God of War franchise from Sony Santa Monica's studio spans a total of seven games across four PlayStation consoles. The action game series launched in 2005 on the PlayStation 2 with the first God of War. At the center of ex-Spartan warrior Kratos and his perilous journey to exact revenge on the Ares, the Greek God of War, that was a typo, after killing his loved ones under the deity's influence. After becoming the ruthless God of War himself, Kratos finds himself constantly looking for a chance to change his face. Following several titles on various PlayStation consoles, including the PS3 and the handheld PSP, Santa Monica Studio brought new life to the franchise with the 2018 game on the PlayStation 4. In it, Kratos comes to the Norse wilds where he gets a second chance at fatherhood with his son Atreus. The installment received a slew of honors at the 2018 Game Awards, including Game of the Year. An eighth God of War installment, God of War Ragnarok, is in the works for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and is set to drop this year garrick does this fucking hit the gas for you the way it does for me baby (laughs) Uh i just have a million fucking questions i want to know where they're starting i want to know who's playing kratos Listen, I'm Who's just saying, I'm just saying, don't fix what ain't broken. Don't fix what ain't broken, baby, because Christopher Judge can pull off Kratos any day of the week, my dude. Like, He's a big boy. Like, I, you fucking see, you, you've seen, uh, have you seen SG1, Stargate SG1? Dog, he's a he's, big boy. He ain't a small dude. He's like a he's boy. a he's a big motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? He could totally pull it. Throw a beard on him? Are you kidding me? <laughs> he and just give him Hell some of yeah. the the light the lighter like ashes that Kratos yeah. has stained into his skin. Dog. Dog, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now the question is, are they going to take this back to God of War One? Like, are they going to give us Kratos' origin story in this, and how is that going to play forward? I have no fucking clue. What's interesting to me yeah. is the creators and executive producers from The Expanse, The Wheel of Time, and producers from PlayStation Productions. So we just saw Uncharted. We saw the production quality that PlayStation Studios can have. Um, do these... I, I don't know if you watch The Expanse or the Wheel of Time series yet. So I know of Wheel of Time. It got like... It's it's definitely one of... It's a hot, cold show. Um, c- critics really love it. Um, audiences, not so much. It's like... Uh, Wheel of Time, it's like an 82 on Rotten Tomatoes critically and like a 60. Mm. Now, that's probably because of the people that read the books, right? I'm assuming it's hard. because I'm I'm assuming, right, because it's an adaptation, which always makes it weird. But the fact that it's like critically well received means that like the foundation there, you know, and they're they're really they're only bringing over the showrunner. So still, we could see some good things. Amazon's also been putting in a hell of a budget into their shows. So, yeah, I'm guessing the people that they chose were like they probably chose people for their experience on other fantasy based projects. I'm guessing now I've heard a lot of really great things about The Expanse, though. So it's like it makes me feel a little bit better um, about about where that could take things. But it's just like also to PlayStation, like Sony Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions. They're not going to let this like come off as a pile of dog shit right like the like kratos no, is like, their biggest God of War is like one of their fucking hugest ips right like two like now because because of what happened in 2018 with god of war like this is their biggest title i think they are intelligent enough and aware enough and reading the room enough to know that they can't fuck this up 
like there's a lot of pressure on them for to do God of War right. So uh, maybe we have a little bit of uh, content homework we need to do or no? Uh huh. Because okay. the the expanse uh, critically average ninety four percent audience average ninety two. <laughs> Okay, it sounds to me like we so need to watch the expanse. We need to watch the expanse. We need to watch the expanse. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I've I, like I said, I've exactly like I've I've heard I've heard such good things about it. I have no clue what the fuck it's about. Really, no idea. Uh, so going into a blind like that makes me feel like I could. I I'm, dude, sign me up. Let's fucking do it, Garrett. Okay, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's fucking do it, baby. But in the meantime, I want to make sure that we do it with you guys uh, going into our next segment here. But before we move into our next segment, I want to remind everyone that they can support us over on Patreon.com slash show where they can get early access on this episode before it goes public. They can write into the show and they can get this episode ad free. But if they're hearing this, they aren't on our Patreon. So for now, here's a word from our sponsors. This piece of good Kraken content is brought to you by Glide Mousepads. The world is changing and the demand for PC gaming and work from home setups has never been as wild as it is right now. Having the best of the best in PC accessories only makes it easier to get your work done before you jump right back into the fray of the digital sea. And Glide knows exactly how to make that happen for you. Glide Mousepads is the future industry leader in mousepads offering beautiful, smooth, waterproof products made with eco-friendly materials and non-slip rubber in a variety of sizes that are guaranteed to help you get that next win. Now, if you're like me and you spend a lot of time in your command center, whether it's streaming, editing, or designing, you need a quality mousepad that can keep up with that constant grind. You can go to GlideMousePads.com right now and use code KRAKEN for 15% off the Founders Edition mousepad in every size available. Again, that's code K-R-A-K-E-N, KRAKEN, for 15% off any Founders Edition mousepad today. Our next sponsor is Rogue Energy. Late nights are pretty much commonplace for us content creators, and any of us here at GK can attest that sometimes you're just too damn tired to even think about how not to be tired any longer. Lucky for us, though, Rogue has figured out how to give those late nights and even earlier mornings the supercharge that we all need. Rogue Energy is a low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula that is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Every formula Rogue Energy produces is designed with optimal levels of high-quality ingredients and no chalky textures. Being the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, Rogue Energy strives to improve the in-game performance of gamers streamers and content creators around the globe check it we have been drinking the ever-living crap out of this stuff if i'll be completely honest with you me Devin, garrick xander raven genesee all of us here at gk absolutely adore this drink uh it helps us in the mornings helps us in the evenings uh you guys know how it is we've been going on about this forever and it is no exception now it's still taking care of us to this day you can head on over to rogueenergy.com and use code gkraken for 10 percent off your purchase of any shaker or formula tub of your choosing that's g-k-r-a-k-e-n for 10 percent off any shaker or formula tub that you'd like now back to the show 
Welcome back, everybody. We finally got a new ad read. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Things have been have been very to much, anymore. Just fu- just very much getting in the way. <laughs> I like I I got a new job. Things have been wild. Devin's been been he's been going through the ringer over there too. Just fighting those alien squirrels, man. It's it's, just, it's getting mm-hmm. to the best. Gets gets to the best of us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but. In the meantime, uh, we're not going to have that get into the way of, uh, of you guys whatsoever. The alien squirrels are being fought off by Devin right now. They're not coming to your front doors. So instead, we are. Garrick, what do we have next, my dude? Next, we have we only have one news story. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, light week, like we. Uh, but next, we have hands on dick. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're the one pushing the sound effect button. You don't have to do it again. You're the one who pushed the button. It's like ever since ever since the one episode you and I did where none of the audio was working, I was like, fuck it. Let's just come I'm just used to it now. I'm just like, ah. Dude, I love that. that. I fucking loved that episode. Oh my god, dude, it's so good. I I go back and listen to that part sometimes just for just for the fucking fun of it. It's so fucking good, dude. Hands on deck, everybody, is where we talk a little bit about some games or movies or shows that we have been playing or watching this week and try to pitch them to each other. We try to pitch them to you guys at home. Uh, Gary, it's just me and you, so we can do like 1.5 for each of us. Um, what have you been yeah. playing or watching this yeah. week, my dude? Uh, dude, I finished... Disenchantment. I'm caught up. I've, hey, I've, let's I've go caught all the way up. I finished the new part four, dude. So I don't know if I just didn't like really remember how like progressive that show was, but it like it like is like almost unintentionally. OK, OK, like because like and they don't even make they make like literally not even like the biggest deal about it. Like I always forget like you they don't ever tell you until like. Uh, the main character, Princess Tiabini, like, is just in a relationship with a mermaid. And you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she just... This so oh. happens to be dating a mermaid. <laughs> oh. That's so like, wild to me, dude. That's so wild to me. <laughs> and, like, you're just, okay. And so, like, but, I don't know. It just, it just surprised me. Like, I forget about it because, of course, like, it's, like, it's Matt Groening. So, it's, like, all a Futurama and all Simpsons. So, like, they still make, like, those off-color jokes and et cetera, et cetera, because that's the kind of show that it is. But, okay. like, dude, okay. the story's, like, surprisingly good. I would consider um, it, it really, really, like, gets, like, so, you know, how, like, Simpsons and Futurama are, like, very episodic. Like, there's not really much going on overarchingly. Right. This actually has like a for real story. Like it's not just random crap every episode. Like it, okay. it, it like there's, it is, like it it's treated like a legitimate like sitcom with like a legitimate story. Dude, those are those little creepy things are frogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude, fuck those things. <laughs> trucks dude. They have like really big ear holes and really big nose holes and like gigantic eyes. Oh my god. Uh, That's but so like, goofy. dude, it's just me flavored water 15 said dude it's just fucking funny it's just a funny ass show it's still got all the same sort of like goofy ass tropes and like voice actors that you see in the simpsons and futurama like a lot of the cast from futurama is in this um like billy west uh john dimaggio um i actually don't know who voices uh princess tiabini but uh I, Princess Tiabini has like a signature like shout that I fucking love. Like it, it's like, a, it's like a really specific like thing that they do. 
or they they have her do and I, it's just like the cool I, I love it it's like a really unique sound like i instantly associate it with the character it's well okay. done okay um but dude it's just it's it's like princess tia Beanie, like literally like hates men like just thinks they're they're fucking nonsense. She lives in a men's in a men's world because it's like medieval times, basically, She's not right? Wrong. And so She's part not of wrong. The, so part of so part of the shit, like part of the overarching story of the show is um, her basically like show. So as an example, a running joke is like she'll walk into a council meeting, and then this dude named Oddval will just be like, "Princess Tiabini, you know that there's no women allowed in the council meeting," and she just fucking tells him off every time. She's like, "Whatever," and just like it's like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, okay. can we just get? She's like, just get. She like, you know, that's a stupid rule. Can we just get rid of that rule? He's just like, you'd have to be like the ruler to make you know the rule. She's like, my dad's the ruler. Get rid of the rule. And so like, it's just shit like that. But it's like, it's got all the fucking same like the same voice actors. Great character story. Um, there's a lot of really funny drug moments in this show. Oh god, <laughs> like, okay. really funny drug moments. Like Princess Tiabini like takes like a lot of like a uh, like random you know like fantasy drugs and like drinks a lot of alcohol <laughs> it's weird <Okay. laughs> it is so weird and sometimes like uh there's like there's a couple of like parts in the show where like she does drugs with her mother like her mother-in-law or her stepmom she does okay. drugs with her stepmom okay and the show's wild dog <laughs> yeah yeah and so like literally it's just like a psychedelic larva Oh my god! And like, they, like they, they eat, like it's just like this weird. And so, but the funny thing is, is like you watch them, and you're just like, dude, you can tell Matt Groening's done some drugs. Yeah, yeah. You're like, that's no doubt. That, like, that seems like that's how that would play out. You can but even dude, tell back during the Simpsons days too. <laughs> right? You're just like, you've seen some shit, my guy. Um, dude, it's just it's a it is a far more progressive and funny and cohesive show that a lot of people are going to give it credit for based off of its appearance. Sure. And it's actually like really, it's actually super solid content. It just, it looks, it just takes the form of like a raunchy ass cartoon. Sure. Okay. Okay. I see but underneath it, it's got like, it's, it's really like, it's got a great, great story. I love princess Tia Beanie's story. And like, they've got like this weird romance plot going on with this mermaid. And it's like really interesting. And dude, it's really weird because like they're working it into the plot because basically the like the mermaid is also a princess. Okay, mermaid and princess. So, like, okay, all right. And like, the, like they don't they like their worlds don't like interact. And basically, like there's Dreamland, the place where she lives is called Dreamland because it like it there's something about the like Dreamland that in, it like enhances people's dreams. Okay. And so, like, there's, like, a magic that's, like, tied to Dreamland. And basically, the big plot is, like, everybody is constantly trying to get the ma that magic and, like, steal it from Dreamland for themselves. And so there's, like, all these different worlds. There's, like, um, there's, like, Steamland and Hell. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And, like, just, like, like, you know, like, the Trog Kingdom and the Elf Kingdom. And, like, it's just, and it, it, it all takes the form of... And, like really, really ridiculous fantasy tropes. Okay, I see. And like it. they, see, yeah, it's 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 a fun show. Like it it surprised me a lot. And I think if you love Futurama and you like you like you would like Futurama with a little something more, check it yeah. out. I might, I might, I might give this a jump after we uh, we get done with the expanse. I might, I might have to give this a fair mm. shake. You know mm. what I'm saying? <laughs> that's uh, that's good to go. What else did you got for us today? Um. 
Dude, I'm still playing Elden Ring, like oh, quite a bit, dude. <laughs> I played. I played for seven hours yesterday. Uh, dude, how far are you? I'm not far. I'm not far. I still have not beaten Godric, but I've been doing a bunch of just random running okay. around. Like I, I like I found myself in Kaled for most of yesterday. <clears throat> Bad choice, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Were you just getting fucking worked? I was getting worked left and fucking right. I I went in and uh, was running around in the uh, the rot swamp in Kaled. The uh, I think it was like the swamp. Oh, of dude, a, yes. It like Adis or whatever myself- the hell's called. I found myself in that on accident yesterday when Fuck I was playing place, and Fuck I was running place. through it because I was just like, OK, cool. You can you can run through it on torrent and not get hurt. Rad. Right. Um, right. And then, like, I was just running through the swamp, mining my own business, and then I got fucking NPC invaded. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the, the fucking nights they have in that swamp. They just wrecked shop on me, and I was like, "Well, guess I'm not going back in there. That's fine. I'll just uh, walk. I'll walk mm-hmm. around. That's still okay. We'll come back here later." But then, even walking around, um, I got attacked by a death bird, um, which apparently only comes out at night. Uh, at night, dude, it, that was that horrific ass bird thing I was showing you guys the other night. I, I recognized it. And I was like, no, 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 and I tried oh, running thing, away, dude. but its reach was just Im- impeccable, right? And it still got me. <laughs> It's a gross, stretchy worm neck. Oh, God, fucking gross, dude. But how long have you hit so far? Like, how far are you now? So I've got about 23 hours in. I've also been doing a ton of side stuff. Um, I'm not super far as far as, like, uh, mandatory bosses go. Yeah. I have beaten Godric. I just, yesterday, actually, I I went through the academy in Lernia, learning of the lakes oh okay the the uh the school that's down there like below below the church of vows yeah yeah okay so yeah so i just went through that yesterday and i beat um the red wolf of radigan oh that sounds cool i want to fight that i want to fight that fuck him dude he's not super hard but his arena sucks i like that i like that okay okay so like you're going to fucking die to stupid shit involving your camera angle. And that's literally going to be the most frustrating part about it. But um, <laughs> Sign me up, dude. Let's go. I banged my head against the wall. Uh, it took me quite a, he's got a couple of abilities that like, will just molly womp the ever loving shit out of you. Um, but I beat him yesterday and I am actually in front of the mist gate for the next mandatory boss. Okay. Uh, which is my next, the next demigod. Oh, okay, okay. I see you. I see. You. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm still like right out front of Godric's, uh, technically, um, but I am playing it tomorrow for our uh, for our stream, and uh, we're gonna be beating Godric tomorrow night, baby. Let's fucking go. Uh, last Hell night I beat. Yeah. Uh, I finally beat Bloodhound. Uh, the Bloodhound night at the, uh, the 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 little platform thing you push down and you go into the different arena or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, which Gallo, one? Gallo, the, the whatever one. his name is. And the, the, the southeast part, the southeast one, before you go into the Weeping Peninsula. Um, oh, uh, D- Darwell. Darwell, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Darwell. Yeah, the, the Evergal, yeah. Yeah, I beat him, yes, I, I beat him yesterday as well. I also beat um, Flying Dragon Flying Dragon Ogil yesterday, too. Oh, I haven't fought, I, dude, I ran, okay. So when I went into Kaled, I took the north part of Kaled first, and I ran into the Dragon Barrow, and <laughs> fuck that place, had so many dragons, 
just cluttered oh, all over the fuck. No, I I saw the Especially first couple when of drivers. Realize that I was like, feels like not a big one. I was like, hold on, you guys are common enemies now. <laughs> so I was like, no, <laughs> turned that bitch right around, went southbound, yeah. and then ran into another fucking dragon southbound, right off the side of the fucking highway that's down there. This big rotting white dragon thing just sleeping. And I just got close enough that he was like, ah, and starts spewing his fucking fire. And I was like, oh, no, kept going. And it was just like yeah, the entire time I was running around Kaylin. It was just me like, fuck, 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 like, like over and over yeah. again, dude. Oh, my God. Like, it's been so much fun, though, dude. I'm so glad that we're having as much fun as we are because Devin is not. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder, has he played? Has he been playing? No. Has God, he been talking to you about no, it at all? No, 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 no. He's he's been he's he's got he's got to get he's got to get his heart into it back into it because I, I think he's he's had a lot of going on fighting the alien squirrels. I think he has to he has to get his uh, yeah his if his he, his if goal he can into beat Margit if he can beat Margit it'll like pro- that once you defeat Margit it that's propels you into the rest of the game yep. like that is mm-hmm. that is the fuel to the fire that is the Souls board is like getting past the first roadblock although yeah, yeah. also he's gonna get to godric right after that and fuck godric too i mean like he he will yeah fuck godric too but once we remind him like dog you're supposed to like fight him see how you do and then based on how yeah, you like, do he's normal based on how you do dictate that'll dictate whether or not you know like I, I need to go somewhere else first because that's kind of where I took it. I was like, okay, I'm not ready for Godric yet because I've gotten him down like halfway his, his health bar like this whole fucking time. Like I can't get past halfway through like his second phase. And, uh, and so I was kind of like, well, I'll just go explore a little bit. And so I just jumped on my horse and fucking went and lo and behold six and a half hours later i was like i discovered the entire eastern side of this fucking continent dude like totally on accident just running around killing random shit getting fucking killed um i got to a point where i collected fifty thousand runes and made one bad move lost every single one yeah dude it fucking be like that also um ernell uh, morbid would like me to correct you and say that it's pronounced ever jail. Um. Ever jail. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I know. The thing, the thing is, do they, do they say any of these like places names? And I know like some of them, they do some of the NPCs do. Some I, of them. They don't. We actually, the ever jail thing. I actually found out that, um, Apparently, jail, J-A or G-A-O-L is literally just pronounced jail like the word jail. And it's just the Latin word for jail. Oh, OK. So, so infinite <laughs> so jail. I get you. Smash, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just an infinite jail. OK, I see you. I see. You, I see. You. OK. Yeah, so um, they literally just mash two words together. Morbid also says I want a navigator voice for Elden Ring, but I want it to be or no. <laughs> OK, here. I got you. Morbid. I got you. Southbound past the dragon's testicles off Kalen Highway. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's 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 Arnell's GPS voice, dude. Um, Garrick, I'm excited to uh to hear more about your Elden Ring adventure because out, out of all of us here at GK, you're definitely the furthest. Um, well, I'm gonna keep on going, dude. And I like God, man, I'm starting to kind of regret a little bit getting out on my PS5 just a smidgen. Just mention, because I kind of wish I could be playing with you on this. Um, but fuck you. The graphics are <laughs> I need I, I need that guy. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, in the meantime, Garrick, so my uh my short one, I finally finished Demon Slayer. 
I'm 100% uh, caught up on yeah. Demon Slayer. And you may or may not have seen me tweet it. People at home, you may or may not have seen me talk about it a little bit. Um, but the entertainment arc was stunning, uh, was fucking rad. And that fight... <laughs> In the last, in the, in the in the penultimate episode of of this season, was one of the most hype, God given things I have ever experienced in my life, dude. Fucking, what what's his name? Giaru, I think his name was, um, or like Giato, some shit like that. And then, uh, 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 uh dude, I, I can never remember any of the characters' names in Demon Slayer because everybody has fucking nicknames for every other character. Exactly, dude. Dude, seriously. <laughs> Besi- no besides Tanjiro, fucking named. Besides yeah, Tanjiro it. and nope, I can't. I can't. That's it. <laughs> it Tanjiro <laughs> and 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 Nesuka. That, that, there you go. Nesuka is is yeah. are the only two that I can ever fucking remember. Um, it, uh, dude, that fight was just incredible. Like I like they start yelling. And it just starts taking off. And I was like, there's no fucking way they're doing this right now, right? There's no way they're doing this. And it shows them the camera spinning around them as they're going off. I, like, wanted to cry. Like, it was so fucking cool. Esco, I got to go shower and get ready for bed. Have a good night, you guys. We love you, Esco. You be good. You be good, okay? We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Morbid, now you have a friend of the dying business. <laughs> very good Marvin. this this sh- dude i cannot wait until the next season i cannot wait until the next season this 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 dude, i arc... didn't wait i read the manga i fucking said fuck it and started reading the manga straight up yeah who who's the next yeah. uh who's the next hashira that we follow ruin it for me i don't um, care dude i actually i don't know i so i read up to the entertainment district arc in the manga oh, before it came out okay so okay. i only know what happens that far and then i i kind of fell off at just like, getting sucked into other oh, things dude dude i'm so i'm so excited to see because it's like every every time that uh that we you know every new arc they they introduce us and sort of follow this this next hashira in the story yeah um, and that hashira ends up either leaving or passing away right and so like we we sort of see how like those those pieces fall into place and like how maybe we're at a point now where we lose a third hashira in some way or another um and these three motherfuckers die in this show hard (laughs) to a dog left and fucking right dude and these three kids might end up being like the ones that take their spots listen Mm -hmm. listen I just I need it. I need it because Tanjiro coming in here and just with all his heart putting in the work he puts in with broken ass fingers, his 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 fucking shoulder is halfway off his torso and he's still dude, the heart on this kid, every piece of this show has been so entertaining to me. I oh, dude, that exact character description, I'm just like this is reminding me of something else right now. And you like, as you were describing Tanjiro, basically putting his heart into everything and fucking his body up for the win. Like, God damn it. You need to watch my hero. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Listen, it's, it's, it's coming up. It's coming up. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm currently making my way through season two of attack on Titan. Um, I hit some stuff there. Oh, hot Woo! damn, son. Hot damn. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, dude, that is like that. So halfway through season two is like the beginning of the what the fuckery. And like yeah. it, it doesn't stop. Dude, it's I like I didn't think 
I I did not think for whatever reason my brain didn't put the pieces together that maybe just maybe there could be more of this going on. And there's a lot more of this going on, apparently. Dude. No fucking clue that there are these many of these fuck faces. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're gonna hit you're gonna hit season three and you're gonna be like, is this the same show? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, dude. Dude, I'm glad I'm glad you guys are following this journey with me because I've been I've been so off the anime train for so damn long. I'm dude, I'm if there's any two animes to get me back in, I'm so glad it's these two because th- this has you been know, rocking my world, my guy. I have so many so many good animes. I just I, on deck I can just show you after this dude. dude. Oh, oh God, new dude. world. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's exactly it. For my big one though, Garrick, tonight I want to finally I've been talking with this about you. I need to finally introduce my newest baby. This oh, here yeah. is my PS5 3D audio headset. And I've been using this for the past like week and a half. Uh, basically been uh, been kind of like focused on playing and going direct into uh, into my PlayStation rather than kind of going through my capture car on my PC and stuff like that. I'm just going straight into my PS5. Um, and I wanted to kind of get an idea of like what this bad boy was like because I saw a lot of people hyping it up. I saw a lot of people that were really kind of weird about it. Um, it's very, I, I kind of want to kind of just give this a review with you guys. Um, it's very light because a majority of it is made of plastic. Um, you can tell. Uh, and very much so because of such, I'm wanting to be very delicate with it. So I find myself kind of like, like, like a, li- a little bit hesitant to kind of jerk it around. This design looks really similar to another pair of headphones I had. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do appreciate uh, the inner strap. Yes, the inner strap. It makes it nice, too, because like I can put that on and it fits snugly onto my head. Now, the thing is, is that I it doesn't it doesn't it like adjust on the sides. This is literally the adjuster. So like like, you know, like, oh, the, that's like the size of your head. So this is what makes it shape around your head. So it just sticks yeah, around the top. My Arctis, these ones are these are kind of the same. Like if you've got yeah. a little strap, these don't. These just swivel. They don't. Uh, they exactly. don't go up and down. Exactly. Yeah. So there's 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 no up and down action on this bad boy. It's just that strap kind of makes it fit snugly on your head. Uh, the uh, the cups are really really soft. Um, very very soft. The buttons are actually probably part of the coolest part of this because once you kind of get an idea of like where everything is located, there's a lot of really cool stuff on here and it's very easily accessible just by like clicking the button on your headset. But there's a, uh, a game chat and, uh, or sorry, there's a game audio and chat audio control button, uh, like two yeah, buttons here I that you can a, do. Yep, I've got a wheel. I have a wheel. Mm-hmm. There's that bad boy. There's the, uh, there's a monitoring off and on button. I actually haven't played with that one yet. Oh, Reed, what's happening, dude? Welcome back in. I'm currently reviewing the PS5 uh, 3D headset. Um, there's a volume thing, obviously. Uh, there's a micro microphone mute button here, uh, USB-C for faster charging, and then the power button here. And then if you want to go wide, you can go wired, but I'm currently doing a wireless into the back of my PS5 little uh, dongle that they that it comes with. Um, so so far, the audio quality is actually really, really good. My only complaint at all that I'm having with this headset is that it's a lot quieter than I want it to be. And as someone that can't hear 
very well. As you guys know, I am hard of hearing, um, almost nearly like deaf in my left ear. Uh, it, it is it is a little bit disappointing when I run into headphones that are quieter than I really want them to be. So, for example, uh, I got the uh, the A10s uh, uh, a while back, and I never use them because they're just way too quiet for me. Um and these guys, like having my computer set up with my earbuds and stuff like that that I use, I, I'm using like the Sony uh, uh, S80s, I think it was, um, they, like I can control how loud they are. But I'm worried that if I go connecting this into my computer, I'm going to lose the 3D audio effect because my gaming setup on my PC is set up through my capture card. Um, mm, so I'm a little bit weird. I'm a little bit weird because if I did do it that way, I'm sure I can make it loud enough to like compensate for how like quiet that it is because I can turn it louder than the actual PlayStation gives. Uh, but I can. It is loud enough for me to actually really hear the spatial audio. And the spatial audio is nuts. Dude, I was I, like I said, I played Elden Ring for a good six and a half hours yesterday. And the spatial audio in that game is bonkers yeah, important with this yeah. head. So and like being able to hear enemies that are coming up behind me here in footsteps and stuff and being someone who's hard of hearing and being able to uh, obviously not very loud, but I can still kind of vaguely hear them and and feeling that there. It has been amazing. I want to get my 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 ears into this playing an FPS of some kind. Like I've I've been thinking about getting Destiny's Witch Queen. Right. Um. I kind of I kind of want to like see it. I know. I know. I've been thinking about it. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I still I still got to be Eldering. I still got to be Horizon. I don't think I'm going to be Eldering anytime soon because I've been seeing people who've been discovering this map. This map is fucking huge, Garrick. Anyways, <laughs> uh, people are saying 100 percent completions running like at least 100 hours dog and like i've been seeing people like people like put in like their info and like beating the game so far only like five percent of players have beaten this game i also heard that like 48 percent of the people who got elden ring on steam never got past um what's his face oh godrick godrick yeah never got past godrick Godrick. and and and, and, like they just stopped they put the fucking game boy godrick is uh even though margit's a bitch and a half godrick is the um he is the the noob, the noob slayer of this particular uh, Souls right. title. He's right. he's the one that people get stumped on. It's the uh, noob yeah, slayer. Dude, it's... I love that. I love <laughs> yeah. that. The noob slayer. That's the best name for that ever. Um, so are they are I got to ask, are they round cups or oval cups? On uh, the, on, they on are. The they are seemingly they're 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 kind of like a perfect even between the two because they're not they're not exactly round but they're not exactly oval shaped because like okay, the, if see, you look, I, if I you know look that's like a weird itself, ass question but but like fuck round right. cups dude because they always those are like those always end up like pressing oh yeah I kind of see like the outside's round but the actual pad yeah the actual the pad has a bit of an oval yeah, shape yeah, that like I saw the it end. goes into yeah it's 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 yeah, it's, it's interesting I was I was worried that the way they were shaped it would be like one of those ones where like the edge of the pads would sit on, on either the top or the bottoms of like your ears I hate that dude oh dude seriously seriously like it, it's headphone fatigue it's it's not bad it's not a bad piece of hardware I I uh I would I like I said I wish I could I could make it louder like that's kind of like really my only complaint whatsoever with it um but it's very very handy um I've never really been keen on wireless headsets uh because I just I don't like how 
unpredictable that battery can be sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I, I get a little bit worried about it. That's, but, a, that's a really, really nice way of saying you fucking forget to charge shit. <laughs> yeah, which we know. I've done it on stream before. I've done it on stream before. We, we yeah, know yeah. that can be a habit for me. But uh, Morbid, I just beat a mid-game, quote-unquote, boss, and only 4.3% of players have the achievement on Steam. That's probably uh, that's probably the star, the star guy, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Or is it, or is it Rodan. the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Star it might, Scourge. It might be, uh, the fucking weird, like, bird looking dude with the stars behind him and shit, and he, like, shoots lasers at you and shit. I've seen that dude, and that guy's no fucking joke, dude. <laughs> guy's no I don't joke. know that I've, I don't know that I've seen. Dude, it blows my mind that there, it is still possible that, like, after I'm 25 hours, 20, 25 hours in this fucking game, that I am regularly hearing and seeing bosses I've never heard about. Dude, it's it's is bonkers. Oh, Morbid says dual gargoyle boss. Okay, so he so is that the the tower in the far northeast, like past Dragonsparrow, I believe. I think I think that is. Radon has twelve percent of people with the achievement, Star Scourge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To be fair, people can do the fucking. He's really easy to kill with the fucking command mail wave build, but uh, everything is easy to kill in this <laughs> game <laughs> with that Kamehameha build, dude. Like that 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 spell is just out of this fucking world. Read the thing about souls is that you have to preserve, uh, persevere to beat the the things. Elden Ring is very similar to a souls game. It is a souls game. Read. It is. A it souls is a souls. Game. Yeah. It's, it's it, the from it's, software. Like it is. It is. It is just it's, a it's, really not. It's just a it's a hell of a soul. They, they, they like the soul souls born from soft said y'all like dark souls. Well, let's give you like eight of those <laughs> in one game in Dude, one game, there's, dog. Like, <laughs> there's like over 50 bosses. Oh, dude, it's, like well over. Right. I think it's like, almost peak like, dude. including. Yeah, including like that's demigods. Um like great enemies, elite enemies, like field bosses, dungeon bosses, like dude, it's yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. all the Dark Souls anybody could ever want. Uh, Reed, I thought it was considered a new IP, not a Dark Souls game. The thing is, is that there's arguments because they there's never been a confirmation that any of the Souls games are really technically connected. Uh, but unless there, it says there is, Dark Souls in the title, yeah, but there there is talk. They've never admitted it, but there's lots of talk, lots of analysts that look at these Souls games uh, that say that every single game is a part of the same universe. It's just a question of where they fall in the timeline. And that's where things get a little bit wonky. So it's like Bloodborne, obviously being a Victorian Gothic, you know, story and like setting and such and such, uh, obviously takes place way after Dark Souls. Uh, But there's talk that like Dark Souls 2 takes place like, what, a thousand years before Dark Souls 1? And then, like, Dark yeah. Souls 3 takes place, like, 500 years after Dark Souls 1. And, like, it's it's weird. It's a weird timeline. Uh, Jack says it's a Souls game in the same way Bloodborne is. Yes. That, that's that's yeah. more so what we meant. Yeah. It's Bloodborne, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Sekiro. It is part of the From Software family of intentionally fucking difficult games. <laughs> uh, Morbid says Patches is the same character in all games canonically. So he technically is. he is. He is the same character, and that, that definitely makes sense. Um Patches the Unbound. Also, Radon's horse name is Leonard. Did you hear about that? Dude, that poor horse, dude. <laughs> a, a, da- a data miner found out that that the the data info name for him is is Radon and Leonard. 
And so the information's coming out that his little horse guy <laughs> is named Lenny. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Pray for Leonard. Yeah, pray for Leonard. I know. R.I.P. Leonard, dog. He needs some love. Anyways, guys, we're going to give you a little bit of love here. Garrick, what is our final segment for everybody tonight? Our final and headlining segment of the night, the gal. (laughs) There you go. Oh, my God. I'm also doing it after the sounds already happened. I don't even need to fucking do that either. But you know what? Fuck it. Uh, Garrick, tonight, (laughs) our main topic that we are talking tonight is accessibility in gaming. And it's funny that we come into this conversation after just fanboying so hard over Elden Ring. Because the reason that this is even a main core topic right now is because of Elden Ring Uh, and the, Mm -hmm. the way people have taken on the fact that it is as difficult as it is uh, that it, it plays around with accessibility a little bit um, and has brought up conversations around uh, gentlemen like Steve Saylor, AKA the blind gamer uh, who is a consultant in the games industry for uh, disabled gaming uh, and 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 pushing the industry towards helping uh, accessibility be a very real thing in the industry. Um, and tonight we wanted to have a conversation here. Where we kind of just just talk a little bit about where our thoughts are with accessibility in the games industry. Um, I want to sort of kick things off here by talking about um, first and foremost that there's two different conversations that are layered within this topic. And I want to make sure that everyone at home understands that because there is accessibility and then there is approachability. And those are two very, very, very different things. Now it's cool that it's you and I talking about this because we're both hard of hearing. Uh, we're, we're both technically on the spectrum of disabled gamers. And what's, what's interesting is talking about how accessibility is so important in the games industry because it's not just disabled people that need accessibility in their gaming. Uh, and this was brought up by Steve Saylor himself. He, I've, I've watched interviews with him. I've had conversations with him on Twitter and stuff. He's a fucking great guy. Steve's wonderful human being. Uh, but one of the, the way that he explains this is that everyone needs accessibility because it's not just people with disabilities that will run into a situation where they need accessibility available to them. Uh, for example, let's say you break your arm and you still want to play Elden Ring, there's nothing to say that you would not be upset with the fact that you broke your arm, you can now no longer play Elden Ring. But imagine if you were still able to play Elden Ring, regardless of having an arm arm be broken. What if you can have a kid, and your kid is sleeping, and they're on your chest, and they're tucked in, all nice and snuggly, looking all fucking cute on your chest, and you want to play video games, but... You can't have the audio be too loud. You need subtitles, but your TV is 25 feet away from your couch. So you need to make the subtitles bigger. Uh, You know, like there's all sorts of different like 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 things in life that can happen that accessibility is absolutely necessary. And I want to make sure that people first and foremost understand that we're not just talking about easy mode in a video game. Because that's just approachability. And that's the difference that I'm talking about here. Yeah. We can't just look into a conversation when it comes around Elden Ring and say, throw in an easy mode and that's all the accessibility you need. Because it's not. 
It's just not like there. There's many, many other thing that they can do to still give people the challenge that the that from soft has been wanting people to have when playing their games, but still allow people that can't play any video games without accessibility options and have them have a pathway into it. With that said, Garrick, where do you stand on this discussion, this conversation around easy mode in games like Elden Ring on, on, on accessibility in games like this. Now that we're on the Elden Ring topic, where do you stand on this? With the Elden Ring thing specifically, or I guess just like you can kind of blanket as like any, really any from software or any for souls, like, like souls, like game. Right. Um, as far as like the difficulty factor and like just the approachability of the game, it that that's clearly tailored to us. Like they have a, it, it's it, that game's made for a market, right? They have a demographic, and that demographic it succeeds in that demographic. So I can understand from a developer standpoint, not necessarily wanting or feeling the need to add in something like an easy mode just because the players have requested it but on the flip side we've also seen where like a perfect example there are games like sifu where like people have approached that game and literally just getting their shit pushed in and they're and the developer chose to make the choice to be like we're going to make uh we're going to put difficulty levels in this game so that more people can access it and, and finish it to completion so like you can see that it can clearly go both ways um, as far as like a difficulty and approachability in a game. And I understand and can respect them both. Um, right, right. And as far as accessibility is concerned, though. Go ahead. Okay. What were you saying? Well, I was just going to say, and, and you, you're, you're cognizant of like the difference between the two and how that those play completely different parts of the game, like a FromSoft game, right? Yes, exactly. The access, there are things, especially it like it's, we're in 2022 people there if I like I have I have worn glasses or corrective lenses since I was five years old. Right. Like I have degenerative. I have super poor eyesight, even with glasses on. Right. And like I've got I've got damaged hearing. And so like it's real. I, I genuinely get frustrated when I can't when I go into games and I can't mix my own audio by turning up voice volumes or turning down things, being able to put backgrounds on texts yeah. or um, being able to change um, not even just like subtitle text, like HUD text for the love of Christ. Like you should just be able to adjust the size of any text in the game so that it is visible to anybody of various needs like it doesn't matter like if they need like size 48 freaking font you're right because like the, the oh what if it blocks the screen you're not the, you're not going to play it that way it's not that feature's not for you yeah but there exactly. are people that do need that feature and that's the point like th there are things that should just be base these days plenty of audio features subtitle features um visibility features things like colorblind mode why don't more games have cover colorblind modes it's, it's just, insane it's bare minimum dude it's just this is just bare minimum like stuff these are just about. things yeah th this is these are like that stuff should just be there and there's a lot of titles that where it's just not and like sure there's indie games where like budgets and things come to play but when we're talking triple a games which is what we're really talking about when we're discussing this right of course it's like the triple a game market it's just like there's almost no excuse the thing is, too, is that, like, it's interesting to, like, hear a lot of people that are uh, 
that are parts of like uh, able gamers, you know, stuff like that. And they they have they have they sort of take this conversational route of like if games had a secondary focus on starting development on their game with accessibility in mind, it wouldn't be as hard as we think it is. Because it wouldn't be. They, if, they, if, they're, if they're building their game yes. off the concept of accessibility being present and being a normal part of their game, then they will achieve it very easily. The Last of Us Part Two did it perfectly. Last of Us Part Two has the most insane accessibility options I've ever fucking seen. The list was just insane how much you could do that you like you could you could completely customize your experience in the last of us part two you can customize like how aggro enemies are you can customize like how much how much damage you want to like take versus how much damage you're outputting uh you can you can completely adjust like how your camera moves like there's there's everything in that game was exactly where we need accessibility to be short of Forza Horizon 5 introducing the uh the the uh uh, uh the ASL person on screen. Um and that's a cool step too. That's a very very interesting step that they took. Hey Sura, yeah. we love you. Hey baby, what's what's happening? Um Morbid also up oh, Surreal says hydrate. Fuck. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Uh, Morbid says also Soulsborne games are marketed to an audience like Garrick said. The core gameplay loop shouldn't be modified just because it's hard. Now, if the game was hard to play due to colorblindness or audio cues being out of range of hearing, that's something completely different. And and the and the thing is, Morbid, you're 100 percent correct. The the thing is that like people that are disabled pe- disabled gamers, right, are not sitting here and asking for games to just be a million times easier for the sake of being a million times easier. They want that challenge. They want to play the game that the developers intended for them to play. But but when you have, like, a cutoff of saying, like, you can't even play this even if there was an easy mode, that's when we start to have a different conversation, yeah. right? Right. And I, I that's what I think people forget about accessibility in gaming right because people love to easily compare to well oh you just want the game to be easier they're like no that's not what this is about we just want individuals myself included to be able to have the same challenge and experience that you guys do yes that's what this is about it is it's not about making it easier it's it's a level it's leveling a playing field. It's so that they have the opportunity to experience the game to the best of their ability, similar to the way that that game was intended. If I can't play a game because I have to be able to hear an enemy's footsteps, it is a crucial part of the gameplay route and how you interact with the game world. That feature should automatically be built in that I have the ability to adjust those outside sounds, specifically those cues, so that I can have the opportunity to be successful in that game. That's what this is about. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And more, but yes, that, that is what you said. And I just want to make sure that's clear too, because it's not just, not just you that we're talking to, we're having this conversation here. It's like, there's people, there's, I have, I have homies that I've had to have this discussion with where I'm like, you're not quite understanding this concept of like, 
what what accessibility means in something like this. Like, I mean, honestly, I'm even on the side that like every game should have a fucking easy mode if people want that available to them. Like there's people that just want to go into a game and experience a story, and that's totally fine. And and mm-hmm. and the thing is too is that like even when going around the discussion of accessibility, going around the discussion of approachability, AKA easy mode in a game, and even going around like just the game itself, the way that is built, just raw bare bones, right? It takes nothing away from you for a game to have an easy mode. It doesn't. If you're not playing on easy mode, it does not matter. Just the same way. Just choose not to use the feature. Exactly. Just the same way that there being a hard mode does not affect you unless you're playing on a hard mode. I don't sit here and complain that God of War had that fucking ridiculous difficulty setting in their mode after you beat the game. Like. (laughs) Like real talk, just just on the topic of approachability, since like it's in the conversation. Yeah, I only when it comes to like difficult games and shit like that. Soulsborne is it like I don't I don't I play Soulsborne because it's hard right right but every other game like I'm playing that shit on normal dog because I don't like yep yep and or if it's like a game like I like a a perfect example uh, a Soulsborne game uh, S game Jedi Knight Fallen Order it was Soulsborne had difficulty levels I beat it on an upper difficulty wanted to play it again I put that shit on story mode yeah, dude, I just I just got done beating Horizon Zero Dawn. I like because I streamed it. We started out in, in like the ultimate difficulty because our fucking <laughs> our listeners, our audience, our, our family and friends um, are all assholes. They, <laughs> they were like, no, you have to play this on the hardest difficulty. I did it for what, two and a half hours. And they were like, all right, if you want to change, you can change it. Because I was like struggling to get past like the first little area. So I put it on easy do the rest of the stream that way. And then I just played the rest of the game on easy mode because it just, it felt okay. It felt okay. You still enjoyed it. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. I got, I got to play the game and experience it in a way that I was able to intake that story. And, and it was rad. And the beautiful part of that is it affected none of you that played this game years before I did. None of you were impacted by the fact I had easy mode available to me. Not a single one of you. The game was still good. It was still a banger. You still played it. You, a ton of people that I know played Horizon and loved it, put hours into that, like endless hours into that game. None of you gave a fuck then. But when it comes to the conversation around Elden Ring and Soulsborne titles, for whatever reason, these toxic gamer chodes come crawling out of the fucking darkness, like like Robert Pattinson and the Batman. And, they, and they're out here like, her, we don't want easy mode. That's going to ruin the game. Why? How? How is it going yeah. to ruin the game? There's nothing. You're not you're not giving any evidence for this argument that you think that this game is going to be less than because people that don't want to beat their heads against a brick wall have to do that. You, you lose nothing by letting allowing people yeah. to play this on easy mode. It's just, it's absurd, dude. It's absurd. I can't. No, I can't. Yeah. Dude, I, I 100% agree. Uh, and it's just, it doesn't like it. It's it's not a big deal. Like, and like I said, I do understand like the developer respective, like from the game developer, like why they, they may not want to do that. But like, 
honestly, if your entire player base requested something, and this is obviously it's kind of a weird case, right? Because Elden Ring is kind of a little bit of a zeitgeist thing going on here, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's blown up. This is this is the most mainstream we've ever seen a From Software game ever maybe maybe these games just didn't have difficulties because the people and the individuals from the original market base didn't request it and maybe now that that player base is expanded maybe that's something that they change in the future they look they've already said they're never going to stop making difficult games but they can still make difficult games with features that allow that game to be accessed and enjoyed by more people Right. That's like th- right. that seems like a no brainer, right? Like who doesn't like more people playing your game is more money for the developer. That's so what I was going to say. Money for the developer is more more Souls games for you. Like there's yeah. there's a process to this. It's a, like I was literally going to say that. Like it's 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 just kind of a bad business decision, dude. To like to like lock out an entire section of potential audience from your game because you just don't want to take the time and invest the time and energy and money to allow them to be able to play like you're going to get that money back you're going to get that mm-hmm. energy back because you're allowing more people to play your game not get at like locked out and they're going to buy your game because of such like like there's an entire demographic of people out there that want to play elden ring they want to play elden ring so 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 bad but they turned it on they played it for an hour and a half realized that it was not catered to them at all and so they fucking returned it and like that's so damn disheartening. Real quick, I want to go over to Morbid. The concern is player doing easy mode, then using their easy mode gains to come into a normal player's world who maybe doesn't have as good gear to to the difficulty. Oh, due to the difficulty change. Okay, so I can see what Morbid's saying here is because because Elden Ring is technically a multiplayer game, and there are there is PvP in the game. It would be hard for for them to do an easy mode where people could just bring it, like grind the game, get good stuff in easy mode, bring it into normal mode and then play people in PVP. The solution I would argue is as simple as counter argument. Once you've gone into easy mode, you can't leave. Yeah. I, I would say I would, I would even double down and say that if you wanted to experience the game on easy mode, you would have limited online features. Or you can only play against other people on easy mode. Like, exactly. like it's it's and it's not that you hard. Can, to... Yeah, you could separate. You could do separate that into two servers. I understand. Like, obviously, like you playing the devil's advocate and the argument that he's of making. Course, of course, but, of course, yes, 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 yes. But it's like it's one of those things. Like, th- there's definitely there is a very visible and achievable solution to the problem if the efforts were made. Yes, exactly. Jag. But yeah, for real, it kind of alienates players who otherwise won't play the game. And main said point, it doesn't affect the people who aren't going to use an easier mode, quote unquote. Yeah, easy. Just separate the two halves. Exactly. It, 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 it's, it, it takes away nothing from other people's experience for this game to have availability to other people. It just doesn't like, like math, math, like some some could try to argue like if they tried to do an easy mode of that game, they would have to change the dynamic and overall gameplay of the game itself. And I call bullshit because there are tons of games that are still extremely difficult, extremely fucking just masochistic as fuck that still have easy modes available to them. And they had no issues being as difficult as they are. 
None whatsoever. Uh, morbid from a business standpoint, cost to add these features versus return on investment. Yeah. I mean, like, let's let's like, obviously, we're not in the games industry, right? Like, we're not like the game developers. So we don't know what the numbers look like on that level, because we're talking about like numbers on a level that's that high to scale. Um, but I mean, like, you can see that that money would return to them. Right. You can just see that because it's like Elden Ring while they're also making massive amounts of money, they're also losing a lot of money. They're leaving a lot of money on the table by not having mm -hmm. a lot of people play their game because it doesn't have an easy mode because there's not a lot of accessibility options because you can't customize completely your character outside of the weapons that you get to choose and the spells and how you do that. But the gameplay itself is just so not welcoming for anyone that hasn't really dived into a Souls game before. The conversation goes yes. on, you know what I mean? Uh, and then lastly, Morbid, again, I don't have anything against an easy mode, but I just don't realistically see it being included. I mean, honestly, oh, wait, sorry. Morbid also said, because a mode is a whole new set of instructions, then isolating player pool by a flag, what kind of traffic are we seeing per server, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, we, we definitely understand there's a lot of moving parts. And this is kind of the last thing I will do because we do have to end off things here pretty soon. But I... Uh, there, there's a lot of moving pieces to this, and we and we definitely are aware of the fact that like it's not as simple as just being us uh, just being like, oh just add an easy mode right because there's obviously a lot of logistics there's a lot of things that go into that we totally totally understand that but there's games that have done it there's games that have pulled it off right and that just circles back around to the original point that you made earlier that like if we started developing games with these things just like there look the, regardless of what kind of game you play there's like there's like a skeleton that goes along with it right if we just in start including these accessibility features in the skeleton as the game is developed rather than having to do things like develop them secondhand after the game has been released like in Elden Ring's case right i don't feel like it's i don't feel like this is this game's going to get an easy mode Right. I, right. I, I don't feel like that's personally going to happen just from the way that the game's launched. But that doesn't mean that from software is not going to learn from this, hopefully, ideally. Right. And right. in their future endeavors, they include something like this, you know, mm -hmm. but it can still be it can still be a learning opportunity that, they you know, they've heard from their market demographic and their new audience that they've just gained from this game or audience that they've potentially gained and then lost. Yep. And now they've got a learning opportunity as a business. So like, yeah, if, if, if we start to develop these games and obviously we're not we're not game developers, but like if if the business, if the industry can get to a point where like those accessibility features are included in the game's design from the front, um, it, it'll just be an everybody wins scenario. And just like and honestly, there's a lot of features that like abled bodied individuals like used all the time that are like typical that are like typical accessibility features yeah and like just think of how frustrating it might be to not have some of those i've quit playing games because accessibility features sucked specifically audio stuff i've period. dropped them period same same i've dropped game after game after game because it just was not available for for me to be able to hear things clearly you know where like audio was like audio cues are an important important part of like how that game was played how the game was experienced i've straight up put games down and been like i can't finish this because like i can't yeah. i can't for the life of me justify going into this game 
and just suffering the entire time and not experiencing it to the best of my abilities, like to, to an extent in some way or another. And that just dampens the mood for me. And it makes it like more of a hassle than a fun, good experience for me. And I don't want that. You know what I mean? I, I just, I don't want that to be a thing. Um, see jag but also without an easy mode er player or elden ring players could just do what i did in my first bloodborne playthrough can't get past the first boss time to go grind to get overpowered for it and uh from soft made that more possible in this game by making it so open it's why they called it easier before it released yes and that 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 is absolutely true and that is the concept too because even though there's not an easy mode and the easy mode in this case is go and grind there's still a fuck ton of people that just can't play this game because they can't use their right index finger for attack, but they can't move their left hand over. They can't hotkey the buttons on a controller. They can't adjust the way things are played. They can't adjust how the character moves around in the game. They can't adjust so on and so forth. You know what I mean? And that and that's more so what we mean is like because there's so many levels to this, there's so many different ways they can handle this. And so many games just don't. They just don't. Oh, yeah. And do I get that completely. Like I'm literally thinking about I can't tell you how many times I'm playing Elden Ring. Right. And I'll do some shit like this. I'm not I'm, I'm doing this like when I'm playing. Oh, dude, I'm crab handing all day on Elden Fucking Ring. Fucking crab, like claw yep. technique, 100%. Yep. Or yep. like, or like, I literally, like, I'll be running away from a boss, and so, like, I'll, like, literally, like, I'll, like, oh, my palm's sweaty, and I don't need this all. Like, I will adjust so I don't have to, like, and that, like, that's a lot of hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Like, and, like, there's pretty limited remapping features in this game. Right. Very limited. <sighs> uh, even on, on PC, you can't change the hotkey for shift or control. So there's there's mm -hmm. an entire group of people that can't use their right hand for whatever reason on their keyboard. And so they have to use foot and single hand controls and they can't hotkey shifting control to anything else in order for them to have those available buttons for them. You know what I mean? So it's like we start getting into the, the logistics of whether or not a person who's legitimately disabled, legitimately in a position where they cannot play it the way that was supposed to be played. And regardless of there being an easy mode or not, they still have zero access to this game. And there's a lot of game developers out there that just have not given a fuck. They just haven't. And it's disappointing as shit because there's an entire demographic of people that want to play these games. They want to give you their money. Why would you want to lock them out? And then we start going into circles of that conversation because there's a lot of dudes out there that are like, hur, 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 just play the game the way they made it and you'll be fine. You fucking cry, baby. And then they throw a big fucking fit bigger than anybody who's complaining about this ever is throwing about it. And that's and that's that's the part that gets very disheartening. Morbid Jack, thank you guys for having this discussion with with us. We 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 fucking appreciate you guys. Absolutely appreciate you guys. Um real quick, we want to take things over a look quick we're on fact check and it looks like we fucking nailed it, Garrick. Look look at us. Though. Let's go. Ooh, who would have thought? Not me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not, Not you doing the fucking <laughs> thing, baby. You know what I'm saying? 
I love it. I love it. it. I love it, dude. I know. No, I mean, what was that? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Paul <laughs> Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. I was Paul Rudd. That's right. Hot ones, I think, or some shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so good. A classic, <laughs> classic moment in entertainment, dude. I fucking love it. Uh, guys, our schedule for this week on Wednesday, tomorrow night, uh, I will be playing Elden Ring with you guys. Devin had his ch- uh, his opportunity to shine, and he squandered it. So I'm coming in. So, so when you goof it up, me next. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to be in here getting ready. Uh, I'm right, like I mentioned before, I am right before Godric. Let's fucking do it. We're going to beat, we're beating Godric tomorrow night, baby. Let's fucking go. I'm, oh, I'm sitting in. I'm sitting oh, in. Dude, let's go. I'm so excited, dude. Uh, if you want to be in the chat, dude, I'll keep the chat room open. If you want to, you know, oh, hang dude. out a while. Oh, yeah. It's going to be yeah. so much fun, don't you? Uh, Thursday, we have another live recording of the Shipwreck Show for any of you um, at home that are part of our Patreon. You can hang out with us for that. That is exclusive to our patrons and our patrons only. Uh, Cardboard King, our boy Jag, is a part of our Patreon. We love you. Mwah. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, come in, hang out with us for that if you have that available to you. On Friday, though, Devin will be returning along with Xander himself for the Witch Queen's new raid, Vow of the Disciple. It's going to be Devin. It's going to be Xander. It's going to be some of their homies and our homies like Average Larry, like Josh himself, uh, Hood Ramsey, uh, as well as our boy Logan and a couple other people are going to be in too. It's going to be it's going to be a fun time. Come in, hang out with that. If you have not got a chance to see the new raid, go hang out with them for it. It's going to be so much fun. And then on Saturday, as we mentioned, edgy. what was that? That shit sounds edgy. Valve the, Valve the Disciple. Doesn't it? I know, dude. I, I love how edgy everything in Destiny sounds. I love it so much. On Saturday, we have another Good Kraken podcast with our special guest, Nikki Nanami. Uh, absolute sweetheart. We're so excited to hang out with her this weekend. Uh, come in, hang out with us for that. Give her a lot of support. She's a massive, wonderful, wonderful creator. Has been doing this for a while now. Uh, it's Women's History Month. We're trying to celebrate with you ladies at home. You lady gamers. You guys need representation in this industry. And we we want to have that conversation with you guys. Everyone, please let us know your thoughts on gaming accessibility in the comments below, on Twitter, in our Discord. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on an easy mode in Elden Ring, on accessibility, generally speaking, in games, uh, where we can take that on from next. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. In the meantime, y'all, this has been the Good Kraken Podcast. Your choice of all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. right here at twitch.tv slash Show. If you enjoy the show so far, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Show, where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive post-show content, and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. You can also support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. As I said before, it is Women's History Month. Because of such, we're going to be raiding into a lovely Luna Ghostess, another person I've been following for a while. She is an awesome creator, does awesome, awesome things, uh, looks as modified as your boy do. Uh, we're going in here, giving her lots of love, give her lots of support, show us Dewey. One could say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> In the meantime, y'all, we're not going to do a post show because we're running just a tad bit late. We're getting better on time. We're getting better on time. Once we can hit that mark of an hour and a half, we'll start doing post shows again. I'm telling you. Uh, In the meantime, y'all, be good to each other. Mm-mm-mm.